1: The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions.
2: reading comments about uh last week's show this is click this the kevin nash podcast welcome i'm sean he's kev and uh kev i was just looking at all the comments and um god damn man buddy rich it, more more cowbell right more buddy rich it, it's, it's just, yeah it's unbelievable yeah, we, we may want to just break into like randomly, maybe uh, uh, the Buddy Rich bed under the commercials too. Just, uh, uh, it,
0: it just seems to be, uh, uh, you know, like when you when you find out about something, it's like a hidden gem. It's it's really Buddy Buddy Rich is just it's just that it's just
2: you know. And it's the it could be the magic elixir you know, with, with, with the show. I mean, we'll, we'll go from, what do we got? Like 144,000 subscribers on YouTube. We would probably hit 200 if we did, uh, kind of like he was always on the Tonight Show. I mean, he can always be a part of Click This. There's always room for Buddy Rich. And, um, and like the longer the solo, the better is how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. Myself. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. God. He looks far too healthy in that picture. That's that's not the one I would have went with. Uh,
0: he wasn't he, he wasn't fucking when nobody was fucking around with the clams at that one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Listen, uh right before we came on, I was yeah, much better. Right before we came on, um I saw that this is a um it's a bit of a moment for you, uh Miss Raquel Welch. Uh. passes at eighty two. I tasked Steve with finding some of the best photos. I had could. that. The, the
0: one all the way on the left was on my door of my bedroom in black and white, three foot by two foot.
2: What, now, that film was what?
0: Was it a, I 100 BC or whatever it was? Okay.
2: That one on the right isn't bad either. Incentive for you, th- those of you listening, to check us out. She on almost YouTube,
0: looks right? like Tony. Uh, almost looks like Tony Montana's sister in
2: Scarface. Oh yes, what's her name? Um, Mary Elizabeth um, yeah. Master Antonio, right? Gina.
0: It's Marlon Breckenridge, I think, in the middle. Some something Breckenridge. She was Bay City Bomber. All good. Uh, I saw, when I was watching her. There was talking about her today, and she won like a Golden Globe for the Three Musketeers uh, as a comedy.
2: Hmm.
0: I think that's I think that's what I heard. And again, you know, with my in between, you know, you, you think it's hard enough to, to put up with my stuttering, but you know, like when I actually have thoughts to myself, I'm stuttering. So in it's your kinda, head, yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to pick up any audio. You know, outside of that, so it's just you know everything's coming at you. It sounds like a fucking wood chipper. So when your internal dialogue has the fucking stuff, uh, you know what? It, one of the one of the guys like somebody put a comment and I read it, and he said that he um, he says what it is is his head. Uh, there's so like, he can't shut his brain down, and he's got so much going on in his head that he can't like speak. Uh, with clarity, because he's got too many thoughts, and you can't—he can't, you can't uh, concisely, you know. So, I've always thought that, like, I can't, like, I can't shut my brain down. So, I'm thinking tonight that I go ahead and I just put it like. Well, I, I've been visioning myself right now as maybe a rectangle with a balloon above me, you know, mm. cruising. Over the United States of America, to like maybe like thirty-three miles an hour, just slowing myself down, nice and slow,
2: so that you're no. you're undetectable.
0: Um, yeah, because you would never, in a million years, you know, think that anything could uh, could happen with that.
2: I mean, we're going to get to that. We've had a busy week, a lot going on oh, in the news, and uh, also we, to, we
0: got to, We got to, We got, to, we got to, also Jeff Jarrett's
2: father passed. Yes, Jerry. Chirrut, uh, that Chirrut. was today, I believe, right? Uh, yeah. Jerry passed today. We yeah. Record on Wednesday. Um, I right, passed. Jo- join us. Uh, join us in two days for a live audience if you're an afs member ad free shows come sit in with us we enjoy doing that having our live audience with us um last week though edward cintron agrees with (coughs) us when he says buddy rich is the goat but as far as modern day drummers take a listen to pearl jam's early live recordings circa 91 through 94. Dave Abruzzese was a in a class of his own. stands out in that genre of music. He was like a spider behind the kit. Who was the drummer? Uh, Ginger. Uh,
0: Ginger Baker. Yeah, Ginger Baker, who just absolutely. Uh, there's a there's a promo, and he cuts the, he's cutting the promo. He's saying that nobody you know could come close to touching him bottom or. Or anybody else, <coughs> and yeah, he um, he's just like basically said, so "Thank God they're dead because they they you know they they know they have nothing to say."
2: Bonham, uh, Neil Peart, both dead. Yeah, of uh, Led Zeppelin and Rush, respectively. Bonham was a fucking monster. He was a monster. He might probably the best, right? John Bonham, best rock and roll drummer. I, I got to give it to Bonzo. Without much debate. Um, Baron Imhoff says the bit about people's politics becoming their persona is spot on. It doesn't matter if it makes sense, fits within reality, or is mathematically sound. Once that political flag is planted, there's no talking to them. And, of course, if you dare to point out inconsistencies or falsehoods, they whine and cry over not having their opinion respected, regardless of how blatantly full of crap they are. Yeah, Baron, we're with you on that my yep. army right or wrong I don't
0: know. it would take it would take a, a you'd have to put a gun to my head to, for me to be 100 percent behind biden
2: <laughs> well but how could you ever be with with only two we're in a two-party fucking system how could you ever how could the, uh, half the country let's say we're half and half how could you fully invest in everything one party says? That's why all these other countries have multi-party systems.
0: Well, I, am I the only person on earth that second guesses themselves?
2: No, we all second guess you too. Yeah. No, but obviously, yeah. I, I mean, it's
0: like you know, you you, you make a decision and you, you rationalize you rationalize the uh, the process, and you say, "All right, I'm going to go with this," and then. If you fuck up, you fuck up. I mean, it's—I don't know why. Just because I've got a certain sticker on the back of my uh, the the bumper of my car is is going to in any way make my uh, probabilities and statistics any in any, any greater on coming up with a hypothesis that's that's worthy. It's just like
2: no. Know, long as I,
0: long as I'm not fucked up, I'm you know I'm pretty level-headed and. I have lived life at this point at sixty-three years old. The only thing I don't want to do is time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I got, I got no, no. I don't want anybody sending me money for my commissary fucking uh, account. So,
2: Kevin A says eleven and a half soft. One of the funniest things. I've heard in a long time. R.A.P. Lanny. P.S. Your podcast is the one I look forward to seeing on Mondays. It's a great way to start my work week. Uh, Similarly, La Chan says, I love you guys. I'm so entertained when I listen to you guys. A piece of advice, Sean. Uh, Listen to what Kevin is saying. When you guys speak of Tristan, Kevin says is, and you keep saying was. That resonated with me when I I read that. Did you see that comment this
0: week? I saw that, and I didn't. I, I didn't.
2: Because I can't remember, it, I, I can't say if it's true or not, but if it is, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, if it, but it's a completely different perspective. He's still, I sleep in his bed, you know, it's...
2: So it's so much more yeah, alive. Uh, there's a life yeah that like you know
0: your your time with him was very limited I said mm-hmm. you know and, and whereas mine was 26 years of even though a lot of those years I was you know a lot of those days of those years I was on the road Um. wasn't like when he you know when he turned 18 he, he liked to be around the house you know he liked to he was very much a, a loner and did his own thing and you know, he was he was completely chill on, you know, living on the beach, and you know, he always got pretty much what he wanted as far as you know audiovisual. If he, there was a vinyl he wanted, he got it. Or if there was, you know, mm-hmm.
2: so. But I think it's an interesting aspect of that comment is maybe a belief system, and we've certainly in the last few months talked about that aspect of things and uh afterlife and whatnot and or at least at least a spiritual existence beyond an earthly existence and maybe that's a commentary on that and i don't i don't know exactly where
0: i stood um There was a lot of times people would say things to me and I would be like, yeah, I can see that or, you know, but it was, there's never been anybody that, you know, has 100% proof of there being life after death or anything after death, you know? And and when you've got a a son um, that's, when I asked him about it, maybe he's probably 15 or 16 he said, I think that life is like a filament and an incandescent light bulb. And when that filament burns out, that's it.
1: Mm.
0: And I was just like, oh. And then maybe when he was 23 years old, him and his one of his buddies did mushrooms for the first time. And um, they did it in the house, you know, and. And I, I just, when I told him, I said, after about four or five hours, I mean, I'll just, you know, come up to, you know, to make sure you guys are okay. And, you uh, I just stuck my head in and they both fucking freaked out <laughs> just because it was, you know, they were in their own space and I kind of, you know. But later on, uh, when they came down, my son came down, he goes, there's absolutely something out there. There's there's more than than just this. There's... There's I don't know if it's God or what there is, but there's like there's something more to this universe. And he was just and he was adamant about it. And that never changed the last uh, when we had Ian. And the storm cleared and it was of every hurricane we've ever had the, the, the day after the hurricane, you know, that that night, it's 90 degrees and it's smuggy and it's horrible and it was. 72 degrees. It was crystal clear, and we were sitting on top of the roof, looking out over the ocean, and you could just see you could see actual galaxies. It was so clear because mm. there was no, there was no lights, and that's the one beautiful thing about living on the East Coast is that the, the the next light east is the Sahara, and there ain't a lot of lights there either. So um, we were just sitting there, we were taking it in, and um, talking about just you know different. You know, that's what we we we've already talked on this show about that interstellar situation. Uh, we talked about you know there has to be you know, and then my son passed, and then all of a sudden your philosophy is please let there mm-hmm. be something. You know, it's not it's not if, but please let there be. You know, please let me you know see my see my kid again. So. Life, yeah. life is life. Yeah, life is always your perspective is, is always changed on motivations and and uh,
2: listen. That so. is a that is a rope I would cling to. I'm fairly certain, regardless of what I sit here believing now uh, in, in my uh, in my privilege of not having to go through that. Um, I could sit here and tell you how I feel about the afterlife. But when it becomes personalized like that, um, I think my belief system might become a lot more malleable, or or I hope it would because it would oh, it give does. me a, a way to wake up. I, I just don't know what I would fucking do with, yeah, without and, that. And,
0: and at the same time, though, it no way makes me want to rush to the light, you know? Like I was, you know, I, I was talking to you earlier today. We were, mm-hmm. we were just, we are talking to some shit. And I just said, you know, the one thing now that this, you know, this, we're almost, almost four months now since he's passed. And I said that I've gotten to a, a, a place um, and I'm glad that we, we, we got here because I, I, I did want to cover a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things is, is all the people that have reached out. And at the beginning, it was so private that I, I, I felt that it was intrusive. And it was, it was my grief and my space. And, and then you just realize as time goes on that there's a lot of, like, I'm blessed. You know, there's a, a lot of fucking people that give two shits about me,
2: so, I mean. I was floored when you told me that the Delta crew Oh,
0: I mean, everybody from... I've been flying out of that airport for, I don't know, 25, 26 years, whatever it's been, and, like, everybody signed a card and sent it to my house, and it was like... It's not because I'm a fucking 3 million miler and a, you know, diamond status. It's just because they, you know, we... I'm... I'm I'm pretty cordial, and we're all, you know, we all speak. And you know, he's been on, you know, he's been on flights with me many times. And they just, you know, they took the time to, to to fill out the card. And that'll be something I have to deal with that when I go in two weeks and and fly, you know, to get on that plane. Is all those people, you know, I'll have to you know, put on sunglasses and hope I don't break down and just. Yeah, you know, tell them thank you, and to everybody out there that's that's sent uh, their love, and you know, I, I thank you. It has made it, um, you know, much much more bearable.
2: No, no one blames you, Kev, for um, feeling <coughs> what you feel. They they talk about <coughs> the stages of grief, and I I don't know. I'm, I'm not a therapist. <coughs> I'm not gonna.
0: I tell you what, man. I didn't think I was angry. I really didn't think I was angry. Until I wasn't angry.
2: Well, that's where the anger was for you, Kev, was in the, uh, if another, if I have to have another person come up and tell me, because I I think that, uh, well, you tell us that um, with each condolence, you were brought back to... Yeah,
0: it's just that scab never gets a chance to heal. exactly. Right.
2: So with a little distance from it. Now, you know... so yeah
0: and I'm, not, I'm not, I know that this this will be something that you know will we'll never it's not like like today is Wednesday you know and the, and the west side of town it might be sprint, sprint uh prince spaghetti day but there is it again know, in our house man that's 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 the day 6 six a.m. Yeah you know I lost my kid and it's just like uh. And then I lose Raquel. I mean, it's just like, I mean.
2: Insult to injury.
0: Cruel God. I'm actually uh, hearing Bananarama right now singing. It's a, <clears throat> it's a cruel, cruel summer. I just, I don't
2: know why. It is hot as summer up here. It almost hit 70 today up here.
0: Did it? That yeah.
2: Was, it's ridiculous. It,
0: it, we have finally are going to have like Florida weather. I think uh, Monday is going to be 86. There's a chance on Wednesday of next week it, it we it hits 90 and we never hit 90 in February. Wow. So that's
2: uh Or maybe that was mass shootings. Uh, I think 87. Eighty seven, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Jeez. It is, it is two and a half months for God's sakes here, in the middle of no. February.
0: No, that's Ooh. fucking a month and a half.
2: Month and a half. <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> yeah. That's my. C-T. Today t-
0: today's the t- today's what, the sixteenth? Fifteenth. Right? Fifteenth. 15? It was yesterday fucking.
2: Let's look here. I don't fucking know. Yeah, 15th. Yeah. I, I
0: can look at the top of my my computer there. Fucking Mr. Mr. Pinball Wizard. Um but uh <laughs> Yeah, like it's and how many how many uh mass shootings are there? It was seventy three or four like last time I checked. Uh, yeah, let me uh
2: out there go here I can bring this up the 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 reason this is re- relevant for anyone listening to old episodes three years from now is the uh, the Michigan state uh, mm. gunman has uh, uh, three killed right on on the campus right. um, five wounded was it uh, okay so we are up to Thirty-nine mass shootings. No, way,
0: way more than that. It was, it was t- almost two. I, I saw a, a, a thing that said it was seventy something.
2: Mm, I don't know. Those are police shootings, I think. What? Maybe seven. <laughs> Maybe we're to seventy on police yeah, shootings in know. a month and a half. You know, I, I, I
0: sat there because you know, <laughs> that, that that was like breaking news, and I was flipping channels, and I, you, you know, it was like it was going to be on everything. And um, I have had the uh, the privilege to, to, to you know to, from being from Michigan to, to to walk the campus. Yeah, Dominique is saying there's over there's like over seventy. So, whatever that last uh, that must be the <laughs> that must be the uh, the NRA's count. Uh, Thirty two, but. Six on January first, by the way. Yeah, we gotta kick off the new year. Um, but that campus is—I want to think it's eight or nine square miles. It's like, how the fuck do you secure? I mean, I mean, I remember mean they showed like the aerial view of the schematics of the campus and they showed Bagley Hall where the where the shooter first came in and, 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 and first made contact and then they said and then he he went a, a block or two and i'm looking at this this map going i ain't no fucking block in my life i mm-hmm. mean he's like that that I, that student union said you know with the with and all that is that's that's a a jaunt and yeah. by the by the time he goes through there Number one, I, I just I, and I just sat there and I watched it, and in my mind, I said to myself, "Wow! Like right now, there are at least because I take I take you know the, the, those that, that that were also shot. I said, you know, there's probably fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. You know, depending on you know remarried or whatever, but." There's probably 20 parents that are involved in this in some form yeah. or fashion that are wondering, like, th- like you know, three of the kids are, are are deceased, the other ones are fighting for their lives. So it's like, and I put myself in that situation, going, I stood over my son and watched him go, and it was painless the horror of running and being shot in the back, you know, it's it just that, that whole, to, t- t- you know, the, the fight or flight of trying to survive a, a mass shooting, that kind of a death and you not being there. And I mean, that's a completely, there's, there's no peace for those parents.
2: This was on the, um, the five-year anniversary of, uh, of Parkland. And there was an, I, I, I want to think it was Oxford,
0: Michigan. Like, it was, like it a, was, Oxford High yeah, School. Uh, Oxford High School it was maybe 16, 15, 16 months. Yeah, November there was, 21. There was yeah. Actually, there was a, they actually talked on, uh, on one of the channels. They talked to a person that had an Oxford sweatshirt on. So, in other words, the, the, I, w- I was in Oxford during the shooting in high school. I, I, I go to college. Went to, to college, yeah. And, and, yeah, well, wow. I mean, this is a world we live in. And, and you're going to tell me there's nothing we can fucking do.
2: I don't know how anybody, despite political party, can, can listen to these statistics and not be moved to some kind of conclusion that change has to happen. It is the 67th mass shooting.
0: 67.
2: Uh, So far in a month and a half. Um, 12 of those are school shootings.
0: Like I said, you cannot implement anything on a college campus with that much. I mean, it's just impossible. So it's one thing if you've got a structured school and you've got e- egress, e- I mean, you've, you've, you've got ways to somehow control it. I, I saw a, a really interesting thing that I wasn't aware of because I don't have a child in, in uh, high school here, but a lot of the counties have taken uh, ex-law enforcement, ex-military, and they do a training course, and I forget what they're called down here, but they're, they're, they've got the, the actual officers that are in the classrooms, you know, like are, are on, you know, on the, on the campus. And then they've got undercover, you know, people with, with firearms also on, on the, on the high school and, and other campuses mm-hmm. that are, you know, are there to, 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 to take out any, any threats. Yeah. You know, and it's just, there was a, I don't, I wish I knew, maybe you guys can find out who this is. I want to think he was. A, I'm sure he was a Democrat, uh, but he was from Massachusetts. I want to think his last name started with an L. He was either a senator or a House representative, and he wanted to to pass a law. It was and the law was was named after him, Lindy with some some whatever it is. But what he wanted to do was the first ban being if you are convicted of domestic violence in any form or fashion, you cannot purchase or have in your possession a handgun. And that's just because if you are so unstable that you're beating people that you love, um, probably a good choice for you not to have a firearm. And then the second was that they, they, they came out and they were talking about, this was during the East Lansing uh, shooting at Michigan State, that if you have ever um, made a terroristic threat.
2: Well, that's a given, I would think. Well,
0: the kid from Buffalo that they just had. No, the, I know. The, they just said this his trial today. And he got whatever he got, eight, eight. Ten-year sentences or whatever he got, but I mean, he was a a, a Nazi, but absolutely a Nazi, white supremacist, and he was he was apprehended and questioned when he first made a year ago the comments, and boom, you know. You've you've got a hearing today, and he's he's killed eight people. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So, and and I, I, you know, is the NRA really that is it that much more powerful than than us, we the people? Weren't they bankrupt? Didn't they file for bankruptcy protection? I think I think Chuck Heston wrote him a check and covered it.
2: So apparently a recent Supreme Court-related ruling overturned a gun control measure that barred the barred gun ownership by people subject to domestic violence restraining orders, deeming it unconstitutional. This is where we are.
0: Yeah. Yeah, God forbid, right? Certainly anyone with a restraining order... I think uh, it's unconstitutional to fucking have... I like be be walking someplace and just get shot dead. Right. I think that's not. A good, I don't. I don't think that's in the Constitution. And I a, and as I become an, as I raise my hand and become an American citizen, I also take full responsibility for any whack job that decides to walk into a Walgreens and unload an AR fifteen. Mm.
2: The wait is over. Quality steak. Free shipping. Period. So you know what I'm talking about when I say that. The Backyard Butcher's Restaurant Quality Steak Boxes. Now available online. I want you to do what I did and get a package of fillets, bone-in ribeyes, burgers. Had the burgers last week. Get quality steakhouse-quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from America's farms delivered right to your door. Backyard Butchers is offering our listeners of Click This 15% off free shipping, and this is unbelievable, four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. Imagine opening up a box of high-quality steak, being able to recreate the steakhouse experience right in your own backyard with less than grocery store prices. That's what this is about. I cooked them. I know, Kev, you were excited. You talked to me when they came. You got your box first. You were telling me everything in the box. I couldn't believe it.
0: I keep I, Mine is destroyed.
2: You, you tore through that in the first week, I bet.
0: And my wife doesn't eat
2: red meat. Cut out the middleman. Get rid of those grocery store prices and get uh, responsibly sourced 100% American beef, pork, chicken, sourced from farms all across the heartland of America. No memberships or subscriptions are necessary, okay? But you do, uh, if if you do choose to subscribe, you can cancel at any time. Try them once, you're going to want to subscribe, believe me. Uh, And so for the limited time, Backyard Butchers offers our listeners of the podcast a special introductory deal. 15% off, free shipping, four free ribeyes for life. Unbelievable with every subscription. That's four free premium restaurant quality juicy ribeyes delivered directly to your door in your monthly subscription at significantly less than the inflationary grocery store prices so why wait, you're going to go to backyardbutchers.com use promo code K L I Q. get your 15% off, free shipping and four free ribeyes for life thank you, Backyard Butchers for everything you do you yeah. I hear you. You know, when the, uh, when the Michigan State thing first went down, I, uh, I frequently do this with, with Fox News. I don't care what fucking party you're in. Fox News is ridiculous. Um, whenever something is going down, I always flip over to see the difference in coverage from different news sources. So here are the headlines the day of the Michigan State shooting. Okay, uh, CNN's headline... Michigan State shooting leaves three dead. These are all the front page of the website. It's on my phone, on the bowl, doing this the day it happened, the afternoon it happened. Um, CNN's headline, Michigan State shooting leaves three dead. NBC News, three killed and suspect dead after mass shooting at Michigan State University. The BBC, over the pond. Three killed in shooting at university. Fox News' headline. Try and find it. Michigan State University shooting. Suspect is 43-year-old black male with no ties to school. There were your four headlines from the Whoa. major news sources. There's the lead. And speaking of the BBC, I did look at uh, they had a pretty comprehensive on uh, the 24th of January. If you guys want to look for the uh, listeners out there, want to listen, uh, want to look for the article from the BBC about United States statistics on gun violence. This is a country with no stake, no political stake in this. Okay, it's as neutral as you can get. Um, so there are the typical graphs on the mass shootings and uh, how many.
0: Before we um, go into this, are you,
2: are you giving them like
0: a, like a kind of a fucking – a little bit of a stroke job so you get get some good food when you get over there? <laughs> yeah, when I eventually make my
2: way over there, I'm hoping I can get comped at a few restaurants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sorry. they're the typical ones that you'll see, statistics on how many incidents of gun violence, and uh, there is a compilation of the worst shootings uh, since 1991, which cities they occurred in. Um, um, interestingly enough, some some breakdowns on you know uh, of the gun related deaths. They talk about 24,000 were suicide, 19,000 homicide, 611 legal intervention, and but when you drill further down into the international statistics. This is where it gets interesting to me. Uh, For example, the first graph we're looking at here, if you're on YouTube, international comparison of gun-related killings as a percentage of all homicides. 79% in the United States, 4% in the UK, 37% in Canada, 13% in Australia. Consider that a minute. Percentage of gun-related killings as a percent of all, all homicides. So, seventy-nine percent of the homicides in this country in 2020 were by gun. Four percent of the homicides in UK were gun. What are they? Are they all strangling each other over there? How are they, are they beating? They, they beating each other with? I mean, they, 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 I don't know if the dental care has improved in the UK at all. Is it halitosis that's knocking people down? No, no, you'll get shanked over there in a heartbeat. I, I, they're, they're sticking people, I guess, huh?
0: Yeah, you get shanked. You get shanked in the UK. But, but that, you know, what, Canada, like what, what, you know, in the the time that I'm, that I've been on this planet, like cities like Calgary, Edmonton, uh, like there's there's gun violence in those cities now. There's like you know sides of the city that people, you know, and what they what has happened is like they've done everywhere, they uh. They take the I call it the Milwaukee breakdown of how Milwaukee did it when they decided to divide the city and take an urban downtown area that basically has no no commerce and you know put your immigrants and people that you know are are less fortunate and then basically create yourself a you know a war zone.
2: Yeah. If you go down a little more, Steve, the uh, top 10 civilian gun-owning countries, number of firearms per 100 residents. We're over 100. Per 100 people, there are 120 guns here. Followed uh, closely after us by the very progressive countries of Yemen, Serbia, Montenegro, Uruguay. And they're not even close to us.
0: You're, and Canada's you're, in there. You're, like you're, like you're, you're sure. really surprised me because that's kind of a chill. That's that's a chill place. But but look
2: at the numbers. It's, it's only a third.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I've, I've been to Uruguay. I would not, I would not have thought that it was that high.
2: Really? Well, and even Canada too, like you mentioned, with with I a mean, third, that. I was Canada, surprised. though, you've also got like so many people
0: hunt. You know, that's that's, that's true. That ownership. You know, Finland, you know, Iceland, Lebanon. That's just a bunch of motherfuckers. They keep forty sevens. They just they don't they just don't have a, have a fathom fireworks. <laughs> they just they just go out and for celebration, <laughs> exactly, fire into the sky. Exactly. Not that those rounds got to come down or anything. I think they do it just to keep keep it, uh, keep it the fucking 40-mile-an-hour uh, UFOs to a minimum <laughs> over Lebanon. <laughs>
2: you're, they should you're, be dropping out of the sky. <laughs> you're, you're tearing the fucking scatter tonight. Nothing no, Nothing to spy on over there, clearly. No. And then interestingly enough, this is the last graph I want to look at, um, how Americans feel about U.S. gun laws. So it's the top line um, and the middle line that move the most. Uh, top line being uh, how many people feel that gun laws need to be more strict, and then the middle line is or kept as of now. Look where the divergence happens In two, from 2000 to 2020. Between 2010 and 15, somewhere right, there's a decline in people feeling that you need. More Maybe like two th-
0: 2012, like it's we're we're all on the same page. Right there, right? Yeah, yeah. 2012, that was we were all on the same page, and
2: now it's, you know. And then it's then it shoots up precipitously with uh, the majority of the country calling for more strict gun laws and. Uh, A decline in uh, people feeling they should be kept as of now. So this is just a snapshot. I mean, the the commentary on oh the liberals. I, I think people who listen know we're we're much more centric than anything else. But the gun the gun issue is, and we're not saying. Listen, one of the people on this show has admitted admitted to owning guns. I held one of them. Fucking weight of a cinder block.
0: No, I and and my whole thing is this: is a gun is a tool. That's what a gun is. I mean, it's it's a tool. I mean, it. it, I use it to to protect my family. I do not, even though I have a a carry. uh, I don't carry. I don't. I don't. I have a concealed. I don't carry. If I carry a weapon, I, I just feel. Now I will carry a weapon if I'm going to drive down to Miami. I'll have, a, I'll have, you know, my my. I'll bring a weapon just in case. I mean, I, I'm not going to break down in the middle of the night someplace, and you know. But if I'm just going around town here, you know, I've, I'm I'm not out at nighttime. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like I'm not going. There, there are. There's talk in Florida that they want to just if you want to carry you can carry you don't need a you don't need a concealed permit you can just carry and then there was I think one of the people that that wrote in uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week on the on the YouTube but he he lives in West Virginia and he was saying that. West Virginia has that type situation where you can just carry a, a firearm. And he says, you know, you just, I find myself uh, minding my own business. <laughs> and, and if somebody decides to fucking step into your shit while you're minding your own business, you're
2: okay with getting popped between the fucking eyes? The, the, the argument, or at least the case that's sometimes made by, by some that say the more guns in society, the more civil people will act because everyone knows everyone's got a gun. You're talking about logical, reasonable people, and that may be true for most of us. Look at the abject, stupi- stupid behavior on half of the people that I see during the course of the day. You're giving them the gun. Hey, my problem isn't you, Mr. Uh, Civic-Minded Individual. My problem is the morons at the red light that get out of the car and punch someone's car. Well, guess what? Now there's a gun in the glove, so they're going to be stupid. So well, you they, can they, always they, measure a decline of society by the amount of guns that are visible.
0: The um, the, the newest, before I left uh, to come down here tonight... I was watching some different news uh, coverage, and they were saying that the shooter in Lansing, at uh, in Michigan State, had and they were just starting to break this. They weren't sure, but I guess he had applied for employment there, and had been turned down. Which you know they said he had no ties with uh, MSU, and now they're saying maybe the you know the fact that he was. But the fact that he went out a killing spree and then walked off the, the campus proper and, and shot himself,
2: you know, He's you've He's definitely got, not getting hired now.
0: No. And they said, you know, they had a thing that they said that he, his father said he got very angry after the death of his mother. Well, obviously, right there is somebody that maybe, you know, maybe the father could have, you know, Stepped in, but you know the guy's forty-two. The guy's father's probably seventy. What he's going to say? I think you need to go get some some mental health. uh We all know how well everybody takes that.
2: That suggestion, right?
0: Yeah, everybody. Every, you know, go because get some help. Yeah, it's just like you're fucking, you're batshit crazy, and you're telling me to go get mental health. But. um but that's like you know there was a lot of people that when my son when my son passed and i guess that you know if i would have uh, came on the air and not brought it up and not said that i was hurting and not said then then you know
2: NMLS number 65084. Equal housing Lender. Woo! The five-star reviews are in, and it's confirmed. SaveWithConrad.com can save you thousands. Jimmy E. writes that we saved his family more than $1,000 a month. James S. says we saved his family more than $1,200 a month. But how much can you save? It's free to find out right now at SaveWithConrad.com. But if you've got a second mortgage, if you've got credit card debt, or even worse, if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money, but a matter of how much at
0: SaveWithConrad.com. But I think that if you're transparent and you're trying to deal with your situation, you know, I, I don't need to go, to, I personally didn't need to go anywhere because I, I knew I wasn't gonna harm myself or anyone else. So, but if I would have had an, an inkling, especially myself, if I would have thought like, wow, I, I, I just can't handle this. But I thought the fact that I Came on and made sure that, that the podcast went on the Saturday after my son's death. On Wednesday, was I, I, I did that I did that for that reason. I did that to try to normalize and for people to see that you know I wasn't
2: uh, I wasn't you, in trouble. You were so normalizing that that Wednesday at about five, I get a text from Kevin going. What's going on tonight? I haven't gotten a link yet. I called him. I said, "You're done this week," and he and you said, "I have to tell people about the death of my son, not the news, not anything else." And it was something I thought I was being considerate, handling everything for you and and kind of giving you a clear runway for however those days were going to go for you. But but you needed sure. that that normalcy uh, as we all as we all used
0: to call it we, we all have that titan training
2: show sure must go on type thing yeah
0: I mean you walk in the back walk in the back towards San Diego the, they meet you and, they, and you say let me guess my mom died like yeah Vince wants to know what do you want to do what's the house ah double what it was last time looks like me and Brett are in a cage tonight mm. my mom ain't going nowhere you know and that's just that mentality, and it's just like, you know, anybody that's been around Vents for, for any period of of their life just knows that <laughs> sleeps for the week, feeling sorry, that's for the week, all that shit's for the week. You just, you know, life goes on and you gotta go on and and because Tristan this was Tristan's Baby, as, as I look at it, it was, you know, I, I wanted to keep it going. If there's one thing I could have done to, you know, to keep him alive, it was to keep this alive. Right. You know, so that's why that
2: uh, that became a situation. Well, men- mental health is one thing, but um, physical health is yet another. And uh, thanks to Athletic Greens, your, uh, your physical health Uh, ...can be taken care of by AG1. I love me some AG1. It is my morning ritual. One pack or scoop, depending on what you're rocking. I'm still on my travel packs. Into 10 or 12 ounces of water. And you are getting what you need for energy... Better gut health and a way to start your day. Optimized immune system also, my friends. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens will help you start your day right. And it is that simple. Pour it into the water, stir it, and drink it. And I promise you, if anything else, give me the testimonials on Twitter, people. It tastes good. It does. Look forward to it in the morning. Start my morning with it even before the tea. Um, it doesn't taste like one of those super healthy uh, gimmicks. It has a, It's a mild taste. It's not going to beat you up, and it's got kind of a, a tropical flair to it. Um, I drink it once a day, and uh, you guys should too, okay? Uh, sustainable routines are key. Take it at the same time every day. It's my micro habit, so to speak. If I was a young hipster, I might use a term like that and uh, that's it one scoop one minute once a day every day and we are going to help you get there so it's time to claim your free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/click again that's athleticgreens.com/k l i q to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate Daily nutritional insurance. And we thank AG1 for being with us for a long time. Um, you know, you brought up the balloons before. Right. The balloons we're finding all over the place now. And um, I, I, I happened across, because we were talking when this was first going on, and there were, you know, I think that three uh, objects in the sky, they've now also been described as the balloons. Um, were found. And I, I happened upon this explanation mm. from our government about why there is this uh, recent surge in balloons over our heads. Uh, uh, spy balloons? Or are they weather balloons? But, so apparently, to successfully fly an object over the United States of America you just had to make sure A that it was slow moving <laughs> and it would avoid detection. So a, a spy balloon or a very, very poorly manned aircraft would have done it. And also I guess it is the um, the uh, the altitude, right? I think the ones over Alaska and Northern Canada, which were the most recent ones as of this, recording who knows in in the next four days we'll probably have 11 more but um, only only the one only the first one
0: was 60,000 feet the rest were in the reason that they 20 40 right yeah about 40 and that's I mean that's where um you know commercial aircraft
2: exactly so had you been able to get back up to 60 and kept it slow-moving, they would have eluded even detection, apparently. Um, So what happened was they started to change the filtering based on the first balloon. So now, if you change the altitude and the speed that show up on our tracking devices... NORAD says this is the reason uh, that they avoided detection and they can now be seen. Now, there were apparently, since 2021, um, the the figure here in this article is hundreds of, but I think 247, I think, is the actual number of documented reports of unidentified aerial phenomena. Now, how many of these could have been more balloons I feel like there, fucking thousands of these things could have been flying around. Um, so, all right, so half. Half of this 247 were character, characterized as balloon-like entities. Doesn't mean the other ones weren't, but this is just the, the description that, that we're given.
0: Can we go back to 1947 at any point?
2: Yes. <laughs> because in 1940, what Kevin's making reference to, for any of you that are not uh, conspiracy buffs, um, Area 51, our friends in Area 51, um, the downed UFO, unidentified flying object... commonly known
0: as the Roswell incident.
2: Right. Um, ...was... If you look at, I'm gonna pull that bitch up, up. I popped. Yeah. If you look at the actual document from the FBI on uh, July 8th, 1947, Steve, it's the link that's down in the main show discussion in this in the format. This is the teletype from Roswell from the FBI. Now, if you look at the center of this of this missive. I guess it was a, uh, a, not an internal memo, right? This would have been sent electronically. Uh, the link is, there it is. And if you can zoom on that for everyone watching. Um, Cameraman. Yeah, Cameraman Z- zoom. Zoom on the abs. Now in the middle of this, where there, there's that handwritten 67C on the sign there. Yeah. That reads, the object found resembles a high-altitude weather balloon with a radar reflector, which is exactly the description of these balloons now. So this whole, I never, I'm not one of these uh, uh, sci-fi buffs or Roswell buffs, but I never realized that the downed spaceship was described. Oh,
0: I I recalled that from all those UFO shows that I watched. That it was, they were trying to put it off on as a weather balloon, and that was always what people would be like, oh,
2: come on. With the big metal... Uh, flying saucer. Uh, no, hanging from the bottom, the big yeah, metal yeah. Re- reflector gimmick. We're still here. This is 1947. Oh, yeah. 80, 80 years later, we're still here. The as, the as, balloons.
0: As they would say, we're fucking grabbing the same hold. We're gra- <laughs> We're in a fucking rear ch- We're in the same rear chin oh, we were
2: in 1947. God damn it! Unfucking believable. Ah, oh, you know what? Uh, it is time, as it often is, Kevin, for the uh, stiff one of the week. All right, and this stiff one takes us to. Uh, right now,
0: I wish we could both turn into shapeshifters and it's like be reptilian type like creatures.
2: I would choose. What what superpower would you choose? invisibility I think I think I would too But if I'm invisible can I still touch it like can I walk into a a, a museum invisibly and take a painting Or can I not touch the painting cuz I'm invisible
0: No you can you can grab it
2: All right so then yeah. I, I would go for invisibility
0: or, or or I mean flying would be pretty cool
2: Yeah you could get down the, to Florida so much faster
0: it's just a ski mask you could, you could, you could it go in, It go into any place and just clear out. You know, a couple of you know, a couple of hundred at, at each little convenience store and just be, be gone up in the air. Like what? And,
2: and what? What did he leave in? He flew. Right. Rocketeer. Um. The one superpower that we actually can give everybody is a rock hard Kizak pipe. And uh, that's courtesy of our friends at Blue Chew who are sponsoring this stiff one of the week. Blue Chew Still, the unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis in chewable form. And at just a fraction of the cost. Take them anytime, day or night. Pop them. Plan ahead. Be ready when the opportunity arises. Uh, We want to hook you up. And the process is simple. You just sign up at BlueChew.com. And you consult with one of their licensed medical providers online and you're approved online, and you get your prescription within days. It's all online. No visits to the doctor's office. No awkward conversations. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. They come to your door in discreet packaging. If objects made in the United States that you purchase are important to you, well, good news. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA. Um, they, uh, we want to help you out, and we're going to give you The opportunity to try Blue Chew free, as we do every week here, um, courtesy of this special deal. You're going to go to the website, bluechew.com, promo code NASH, uh, to receive your first month free. You're going to pay 5 bucks for the shipping, but that's it. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Um, You don't need a problem. I saw somebody posting that someone was very proud on Twitter. Did you see that? They put the picture of their their cash that arrived their their, their box full of uh, full of, um, Blue Chew tablets courtesy of this show and um, we want you to go there now and do the same as uh, as our friend there BlueChew.com promo code Nash um, go to the website BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information and we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast um, our sp- I got a question for you yeah so
0: you know, I mean, I think sex is pretty important. So let's Absolutely. Just, let's just a, a equate it to to being a major league pitcher. Now, if you had a 60-mile-an-hour fastball and you could take a blue chew and it give you a 104-mile-an-hour fastball, wouldn't you take a blue chew?
2: Right. Think about that. That's a performance-enhancing drug that is not frowned upon by the Hall of Fame. You no, could, you could be in the in the in the uh, in the coitus Hall of Fame, and blue chew will get you there. Well done, Kevin. <coughs> too, too cold, Scorpio, who has a <coughs> fucking sewer pipe between his legs. From what I understand, I don't even I don't know if he needs the blue chew or not. But that probably clear out a room if he did. Um, uh, he is our subject of the stiff one of the week here. This is too cold on some of the smelliest wrestlers uh, that he had to be in the ring with um, in his time. He's too cold. Let's see. Some of the
1: worst smelling, great super guys outside of their wrestling gear. Mm. But their wrestling gear, we. Don't know if it was for a rib or what. Harlem Heat. Really? Harlem Heat would not wash their gear. And I don't know if they was doing shit on purpose, doing shit on not. But let me sweat up all of this shit and I'm just going to throw it in my bag and leave it until the next time I go out on the fucking road. I ain't going to wash this shit for about mm, two or three weeks. Hmm. And now you don't do that shit, the shit is stuck in it. I don't care how much you wash it, that shit's not going to come out. How about WWF? I'm gonna say WWF, my best friend, godfather of my son, some of the most stinkiest gear, I would have to say
2: Vader. I was going to guess that. People
1: actually. used to say Vader, but more that it was a sweat that was in his mask. Because, mm. you know, leather, you can't wash the leather, the clothes, the knee pads. You know, when you, even myself as a big boy, anybody who sweats a lot and you keep your gear in your bag and you don't take it out and hang it and let it dry out. and You got to put it on and you sweat and you do it again. You do that two or three nights in a row and now you hang out your gear to try to air it out before the show. It ain't going to air out yeah. before the show, you know.
0: I don't have any volume.
2: Like, You're muted. I did that so I wouldn't laugh into the mic. Um,
0: I worked with Harlem Heat for the better part of three years. Never.
2: Never got a whiff?
0: Nothing. If anything, the opposite. That's crazy. It must have How been about ripped. Leon? How about Leon? Leon was like, you. you had to, I used to call that the autopsy fucking match. You got to put the Vicks underneath your nose before you go out there. That was pretty rough. God, God rest his soul, but God rest that funk, too. So, so Scorp was one for two? Yeah. This is what I don't get. So, I, I mean, I, I know I'm OCD as a motherfucker. But every night when I get to the hotel room, the, the pants were that fake leather, but they had like a, a soft material on the inside. So you turn them inside out so they can dry. Mm-hmm. And then you take your singlet and you put it in the sink and you put a cap of woolite. If you don't have woolite, you use some shampoo from the hotel and you wash, you hand wash it. Then you put it in, in a towel, wring the towel to take the excess water out of it, and then hang that, and then in the morning, if it's still a little damp, you take the, the hair dryer to it. Take put a little shot of cologne on it. I mean, it's just if you want to be funky, you can be funky. But Jesus, man, it just.
2: Now, I, did you did you? I mean, you were put up where you were put up, I guess, or you were responsible. No, for your we own, back
0: back yeah. in the back in the early days. You stayed. Fuck, we'd say four
2: guys in a room sometimes. So would these facilities, so, and you're getting back at midnight, right? So you, there's no opportunity to use a washing machine. Oh, fuck. you ain't, that ain't happening. So this is all sink action we're talking about here. Everything's right? sink action. Right. Yep. And probably not dry by the next morning, right? So you'd have to well, stand I mean, no, there with but
0: the, if, I'm telling you, if you take a, a, the, something that's made of lycra and you lay it, you, you put it, a towel, you fold a towel in half and lay that piece of lycra in it, and then you fold it over again and you t- take that fucking towel and you twist it. So it looks like a fucking, I mean, so t- t- there's nothing, I mean, you turn that shit, I mean, just, and keep twisting it, and it's, it, all that moisture will come out of that singlet except for it'll be damp. Well, fuck, it, you're gonna sleep six hours, you get up, it's, and if it's still a little bit damp, you, you take the hair dryer Mm-hmm. It takes 3 minutes to, to go through it and
2: would you travel with the detergent or, or you buy it yeah, at the, I mean at with the wool,
0: with no, I would, I would bring Woolite.
2: good. Well, you were very considerate of your fellow restaurants. No, I'm
0: just not a funky motherfucker. I never I don't care what time it was when I got out of the ring, I was taking a shower. I was you know, like I said we were we were in Starkville, Mississippi with the, with the garden hose and the fucking bottles of, I'm 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 using that. I mean, I'm doing whatever, you know, whatever's possible.
2: I'd imagine those pleather pants were were difficult. Now, what about guys that had to wear so much shit? Let's take Doink the Clown, for example. Crusty, um,
0: cr- crusty the Clown?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, there there's a headpiece involved which is going to retain sweat and hair and um, what do you think Matt's uh, uh, post? I think I think Matt. Show wa- I, think,
0: I think Matt washed his gear in Vader's sweat.
2: I guess he's another contender. He was for, uh, uh,
0: he he was a funk. He was he was funky. We used to call him Krusty the Clown. You'd see him at the bar after a show. <laughs> he'd have he'd have the white makeup under behind his ears, and I mean, not exactly some you know. If you're wearing makeup, motherfucker, you, it, it, it's not that hard to, 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 you know, they have these things on trailers when you do movies called makeup removing, like, towelettes. That
2: probably would work. I would not have wanted to deal with that shit ever. And getting in that, getting it. He was great, right though. There.
0: He was, he was, I thought that he did that so well, the evil guy. I thought he was, I thought that was, you know, I didn't, I didn't get the big joshing or anything else, but him and that, because he could chain wrestle. You know, so I, I thought I thought Matt was
2: was. What are you putting him over here? Putting I, over I, him. I put everybody over. Is I'm this not the, a, is this I'm not the a, like that? Like when you hear two chicks talking about some girl? Oh, she put on weight, and they're like, "But she is so nice, and what a pretty face." No,
0: she, he just got pissed off because I said wrestling's fake.
2: He sure did, and told the world you shouldn't have been broken in, never broken in.
0: Uh, you know what? <laughs> and every morning I wake up, I wish the same
1: fucking thing. <laughs> Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com.
2: Adfreeshows gives you early ad-free access to more than a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts including The Snake Pit with Jake Roberts, this week, the snake welcomed the devil himself, Kevin Sullivan, to the program. I'm ready to go out, and I see Ming coming back, and all of a
1: sudden, they threw a cinder block and hit him on the shoulder oh, from the fuck. roof. He dropped to a knee, but he just shook it off and came in. The they oh. had hit him
0: in
2: the head, and would have killed him. David Crockett joins Conrad for an all-new edition of The Book, as they go day by day through February 1985 with the help of Jim Crockett's original booking laws. What a pivotal month it was, as WrestleMania One is right around the corner, and Jim Crockett Promotions is running in Vince's own backyard. In that area, knew him, knew his reputation. It's a working-class audience. Uh, they like the style of our wrestling, and you put Dusty and Backlund together. They're, you know, opposites, but they attract, and, and they make it work. This month marks the 35 year anniversary of one of the most memorable angles in wrestling history, the famous twin referee angle on the main event. And AdFree Show's members got to watch it back live alongside Earl Hebner on our latest premium watch along event.
1: I got to dress, I got to use uh, Andre's dressing room after all this happened. And uh, Andre just loved me. I mean, he just wanted me basically always be at rest. And Hogan loved me to death that's just a small taste a sampling if you will of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from four see for yourself why ad free shows is the best value in wrestling today sign up now right now at adfreeshows.com
2: a um, new segment uh, this week, Kev. I, I, we've been mixing it up. We talked about, you know, the, the Jersey guy, the Florida man. We did a little Dear Sexy. Here's a new game for you, Kev. Called, oh, God. Get ready. This is called What Worker. I'm going to give you some details, and I'm going to see if you can guess who I'm talking about in the professional wrestling game. Okay? Um, so this individual, this is a man. I'll give you that. Now the rest you're going to have to guess based on these clues. First first wrestler to be put in a body bag by The Undertaker. Second clue held the World Class Championship Wrestling American Tag Titles twice. He was trained by Vern Gagne. Uh, He won his second awa world light heavyweight championship there's another clue by defeating steve regal in 1990 he won the awa world lightweight light heavyweight light heavyweight right go figure uh title for the third time he was jailed in july of 1986 when he was found guilty of sexual misconduct involving a minor. He was convicted of fourth-degree sexual conduct with a minor on January twenty-third, 1989, if that first sentence wasn't enough. By the way, two of his title runs were after these two convictions. <laughs> way to go, Vern. And um, arrested finally on May 27, 2013, and charged with 12 felony counts of criminal sexual conduct for sexually abusing his daughter between June 1999 and June 2011, starting when she was 15 years old. Who is this stellar worker? Jesus
0: Christ, you're talking about a fucked up, number, n- number one, so we, so, so we know going forward on these uh, fucking games, I'm not that guy that wanted to be a wrestler. I became a. I wanted to be a basketball player. i never watched an AWA fucking match in my life, so that's number one. Number two, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's nails.
2: Um, no, this was a uh, Buck Rock and Roll Zumhoff.
0: I don't even know who the fuck that guy is.
2: <laughs> Get the fuck out! Yeah, Looks like
0: Rip dude. Rogers. I don't know who the fuck that is. Do you really don't? Okay. I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm trying to think of what fucking pedophile do I fucking know?
2: Uh, there he is today. Uh, or or more recently. Um, that's the look of somebody that's been fucking <laughs> hammered hard up the fucking poop chute. There you go. And, a, and a, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, apparently.
0: Yeah. I, I'm just saying, this, this game ain't going to work because I don't fucking know... Any of these fucking people.
2: But the second part of the clues is is what is, is, is what is what the, the reveal the, comes. The, the, the first, he held this title, held that title. And then he's a pedophile? Yes. Then you get to the life clues.
0: I don't fucking, man. I. I but if you don't...
2: Buck Zumhoff.
0: When was he out of the business? Well,
2: what it wasn't year? the first two times he was convicted of molesting children. I guess it was the third. What, what year is that? Well, I guess what did he have his last match? Someone can maybe confirm this, but uh, I had. Well, uh, I would say I would say maybe. Uh, well, in '90, he won the AWA World Light Heavyweight Title for the third time after his. Uh, All right, I'm I'm breaking in. 1989 conviction. And listen, if he was the first wrestler to be put in a body bag by the Undertaker. That means he was jobbing in uh, in WWE when Mark when uh, a Taker was coming in, which was probably around that time 90, 91, right? I'd say
0: i say uh, ninety one. I think is when Mark came to WB, uh, WWE. There you go. So if he's the first wrestler to get put in a bag, he did a job in, in ninety one. The, the Wikipedia says he retired in two thousand fourteen. I guess he was shortly like,
2: after his May twenty seventh, twenty thirteen conviction for molesting his daughter for two years. Not two years, I'm sorry. June nineteen ninety nine through June
0: twenty eleven. I don't want let's let's not play that game again. All right, Buck. That was fun.
2: Come on, I'll I'll give you a ground ball next week. I want
0: that play. I don't
2: want to play. <laughs> Take your marbles and go the fuck home. Get yeah, off my bus. I don't want to play anymore. You fucking
0: clam. Jeez. I, now, now, I just called nails a pedophile. See, that was what. That that's. This is you continually fucking paint me into the corner with this shit. Um, I. You <laughs> who, did say nails. Who, did <laughs> who, whose show is this? Click this with Kevin Nash and Sean Oliver with. I, with Sean. Uh, not even getting,
2: an and. It's a with.
0: With. Yeah, well, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm with Sean. Not on this one.
2: <laughs> you think the clams were, was he referring to the musicians as clams? It's time to get back to Buddy Rich. It's been an hour.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we, we need to get out of this fucking, what, what's his name? Buck Zoom. Zoom Buck
2: Zoom. Buck Rock and Roll Zoom. He brought a boombox to the ring. A mainstay of, Dude, of the Minneapolis Terror. I
0: am not fucking – there's a reason we don't talk fucking much wrestling on this show because I don't fucking <laughs> –
2: And every watch. time I do, it seems to turn into a landmine, huh? I didn't watch this shit. I'm fucking
0: sorry. Fucking, I mean, if I, I came home from fucking playing ball with a torn up knee and fucking saw Hogan down at Joe Louis Arena and thought that was pretty fucking cool – that's about where, where I come in. So if you're not one of the f- fucking kangaroos or Bobo Brazil from the fucking uh, big-time wrestling in Detroit, I don't know who the fuck you are until fucking the, the Hogan era.
2: Unless you're in the ring with them, you don't know who they are. All right, so for next week, forget which wrestler, which baller. I can find NBA. Oh, basketball. Oh, okay, yeah. Which do baller? That. Yeah, All right? do that. Fuck Very yeah. good. Editing on the fly here. You know, uh, the balloon, the, the, we were t- we talked about the balloon, we talked about the Roswell thing this week, and so- Ped- The pedophile Buck Zumhoff. Buck Zumhoff, <laughs> Buddy Rich, <laughs> <This> is- <laughs> the write-up for this episode is going to sell it. Um, so it got me thinking about, uh, the, the Roswell thing seemed completely ridiculous to me as I began to research it in light of the balloon thing. So right. we're talking the balloon shit this week. Then I opened the, the, the FBI dossier there, and I see that this is described very similarly to the ones now with the, the metal underneath. So I got to thinking of a lot of the unexplained phenomena. And are we at a time now where we can say, with media and technological advances, nobody buys this shit anymore? If 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 shit had if Area Fifty One had happened now, as opposed to nineteen forty seven, it wouldn't have even been a blip on the fucking radar. So I
0: no because number one because we are so we're so conditioned not to give a fuck.
2: If but it is that what it is, or is it debunked almost as it becomes news now?
0: No, because if it doesn't directly affect us, we don't care. I want my guns. I don't give a fuck about some weather balloon. Uh, it's like they, they say that there's aliens that walk among us. I mean, that's like people say that all the time. Oh, yeah, there are illegal sure. aliens that walk among us. No, I'm talking about fucking, you know, they. some people believe that there's shapeshifters and all this other shit. It's just like with... C- I think once once CGI got be- be- behind uh, beyond uh, claymation, <laughs> once, they can once, do anything. Yeah, once once Simbad was fucking like no longer fucking as good as shit got. I mean, f- I I, wa- I was watching some horrible show on Netflix last night. It's um, uh, it's, it's about robots, uh, but I mean what you can do for like, cgi wise now cheap you you would think that it's um, I'm like wow this is this is a this is going to be worth watching the guy, it's it's they take the show and they dub it and the the guy's alarm goes off Okay, this show is for, for, for English and the robot says, it's 1,300 hours. He goes, what time zone? He, the robot goes, Moscow. Well, motherfucker, he goes out and gets into a fucking, like an a, a 85 Buick LeSabre. Like, why Why would you say Moscow? Why wouldn't you say New York? Or, like, if we're trying to put this off like it's being shot here, mm. you're speaking English, and then all of a sudden we're in Moscow and, you, and you're driving a Buick? I was like, I'm gone. What was this called? Buck Zumhoff. <laughs> the life of Buck Zumhoff. Buck, Buck Zumhoff, fucking the world's, world's greatest pedophile,
2: unknown. So Area 51. So I found this Popular Mechanics article that kind of goes into how Area 51 really works. So area, the Area 51 for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, it, that is that is a real thing. Okay, yeah. and it's, it's a military installation in Nevada, and um, because Roswell uh, was nearby, uh, the the theories began to circulate that this military base was harboring the secrets of alien life forms and, uh, and their vehicles and whatnot. So uh, this is following the 1947 cra- crash. Uh, rumors of, of course, aliens and then Soviet, uh, Soviet aircraft, they were saying that it was, and even that the U.S. government had filmed the 1969 moon landing uh, at this location. So, so for all that shit, what Area 51 really is, it is a government installation. It is top-secret stuff. And you might have seen, or one might have seen, uh, flying objects there because uh, the, the beginning of Area 51 was directly related to the development of the U-2 reconnaissance aircraft, which was shortly after World War II. Okay, the Soviet Union lowered the uh, Iron Curtain, I guess, and the uh, rest of the Eastern Bloc... Uh, creating a, like an intelligence blackout, couldn't get information. So, um, what happens? So we begin testing aircraft at this location. So the I guess it would be the the Navy and the Air Force uh, b- begin to send low flying aircraft right over uh, Russia, and uh, constant risk of being shot down. So, Area Fifty One, because I guess its map designation gives it the name. This middle of nowhere site. Um, they begin trying to engineer this reconnaissance plane, a U two. I'm not a military guy. I don't know what the fuck a U two is, but um, Octung baby. But it's yes, it, it's a good band, and uh, <laughs> so this testing begins. Um, and so again, uh, the parallels continue. Uh, altitude is becomes an issue now. Because uh, today's air airliners can, like, 45,000, 50,000 feet in the air, right? So, but in the mid-50s, airlines flew at altitudes between 10,000 and 20,000. I didn't know this before I read this. So, if military aircraft could get above, like, that, to, so like, 40,000 feet where our aircrafts are today, um, they wouldn't be detected. So, it's just... so the. The bar just got raised. So now we fly our balloons above where the planes are to avoid detection. So Area 51 was a, a top secret uh, Air Force installation that was testing all this stuff. So there are people still today. Wasn't there an anniversary a few years ago where people went there and they were like camped out and trying to get in? And it it became a whole thing, like like out in well, Roswell they sell yeah. But I
0: mean, I I, I still th- I mean, Bob Lazar that whole Bob Lazar
2: shit, you know. What is that? Who worked there? Who who? who right. I, I guess that's been confirmed that much. Yeah.
0: Um. He said could- that he he said that he's you know. Seen uh, was was he, not only did he, he say work there, he worked on um, reverse engineering the downed UFOs that were the actual uh, situation causers. Put it this way: How the fuck do we have the those stealth bombers and all this other shit that are? The size of a 747, but on a radar, they're they a sparrow. How do we have those and nobody else does? Don't
2: we you just, think there'd be more than one dude who would confirm what was going on there other than Bob Lazar? I think Jesse Ventura is too. That's Mexico. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is Dalmatians or whatever the hell? <clears throat> a thousand dogs. So... In Area 51, I, I really see nothing. That's kind of debunked itself. I mean, the military it, it admits to, you know, they're running their, their tests of aircraft and maybe some bizarre shit did fall down. Yeah, but... Maybe I, they're shooting it out of the sky to now, test its durability.
0: Now they do. Now it's like, oh, no, we've, we've, we've always been testing aircraft. It's just that the last... From from eighty to to, to two thousand was shit that we 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 engineered we, we re-engineered off a fucking alien aircraft. Where put do, you, this, st-
2: where do put, you stand? Where do
0: you on it? I, I put it this way: you go to the you go to the Mayan, the Incas, and the, and the uh, Egyptians, and which were the three most advanced civilizations. On every one of those pyramids is some motherfucker on a rocket that didn't exist. That's all I gotta say. Okay, I'm 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 one of those. Uh, what was it that? Uh, what was it? Chariots of the Gods or whatever it was. Wasn't that the the, the book, the movie, the uh, which one? Steve, what was that called? Chariots of Fire? Yeah. No, it was it was the it was the one with the, the running movie. They, yeah, they talked about um, oh fuck, it was the, they talked about the aliens and the the, the how they the, the, all the
2: whatever the fuck. Bigfoot. Where do you stand on Bigfoot? You got yeah, they're there now. Other than that, I mean, we had a lot of stupid stills of... of Chariots the, of the Gods. Chariots of the Gods, you were right. Um, 1970 West German documentary film. The Bigfoot? You have that video. We have that video from 1967.
0: I mean, we've also got that that, uh, that shot from that uh, in, independent uh, wrestling group. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pull that up from two weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah, –
0: uh, uh, who knows? I, I'm sure that in Ohio where that fucking train has been sitting there burning for the last fucking 10 days. Some of the residents
2: are going to resemble yeah. Bigfoot in 10 Yeah,
0: years. 50 years from now you're going to see a bunch of motherfuckers up in the hills looking like that. I don't know.
2: This what? one is certainly more plausible because you could have some kind of animal form, some mutated gorilla that was bouncing around out there. Certainly yeah, more but, uh, plausible than people flying around from Mars that are never really seen. Uh,
0: I don't know, man. I was out there when, in Phoenix when those fucking seven lights did the dance and all that shit. And, I mean, I've, I've some of those... Spacecraft, uh, you see spacecraft go, uh, you know, Mach two and into a fucking lake, and come out, you know, at the other end of the lake. I mean, there's just shit that.
2: This is stuff you've seen.
0: Yeah, on fucking videos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, not per- not in person. Fuck, I mean. Well,
2: I would have I would have believed your testimonial over anybody else's. If, if,
0: it, if it ain't on my fucking television, I don't see shit. I don't- <laughs> Air, that is the fucking Phoenix.
2: Could be anything. Could could be any. It it actually it looks like the uh, you watch, pot it, when, lights in a movie when theater. You,
0: when you watch him when you watch them do the dance on the video, it's it's. There's another one. Big that foot. that looks like it was tied to a fucking balloon, though. That last one,
2: absolutely. But it was slow moving, so. Yeah. Um. So Bigfoot, we have the video. We have the 1967 uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin video from Northern California. The Bigfoot walk, the swaying arms, the turn, the turn, the look at the camera, and it continues to go.
0: I I believe that about as much as I do the Blair Witch.
2: So you so you don't buy the Bigfoot, that it could be – that that they could there couldn't have been some mutated ape. Sooner or later, that motherfucker would die.
0: And somebody, yeah. would, and somebody mm. would find the carcass. It'd mm. find that they'd find the bone structure. Could still be
2: out there, deep in the woods. Could have procreated. Yeah, but. Giant mean, Gonzalez. It...
0: Dead. Maybe, maybe in that costume from WrestleMania, nine.
2: Now, in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, there was a footprint discovered in 1980 near a residential home that measured 17.75 inches. And they call this the smelly Bigfoot of Johnstown. This is not uh, Vader or Matt Bourne we're talking about here. This was a... There was an unusual odor... To the the uh, the footprint.
0: That's well, fucking probably. Bob Lanier was in town fucking somebody's wife, and yeah, that's just Bob Lanier's foot.
2: Bob Lanier. It all goes back to hoops, doesn't it? Got to. <laughs> Okay, so so there are all these kind of uh, if you, if you guys research this and you see they're all different Bigfoot uh, shapes attributed to a Bigfoot kind of in the woods. No one gets a good shot of any of this. You notice that we, we have when, when was on video. We have assassinations on video, so close up you can oh. practically taste the blood. But Bigfoot's yeah. always behind. But, it.
0: Put it this way: so we live in a society. Everybody on earth has, has watched the Kennedy assassination. Yet the Warren Commission comes back with single shooter pristine bullet, that whole bullshit thing. That's what our government comes back with. So I, I, how can you believe anything that the government the, – Do you really think that at some point there's going to be a a unredacted uh, piece of top secret, unless it's in one of the fucking president's fucking offices, or garage, or backseat of their Corvette?
2: um, But where they say, "Ah, fuck you, got us." No, and that's I I guess that's why there's so many pages of. of the JFK papers that have still not been. And, and what they did put out was so
0: redacted. It doesn't, I didn't even know what redacted was until maybe 10 years ago. You know, I mean, I'm
2: uh, poignant to bring up the JFK. I'm wearing my monkey Morales shirt here. You can, nice. those of you out there can Google that and find the, the, uh, the connection. Um, all right, uh, the Loch Ness monster for Christ's sake! You been to Scotland? Did yes. You work Scotland? Yep. How's the food in Scotland? I'd imagine just like it is in the in uh, in uh, England.
0: Uh, I I've been Glasgow's very cosmopolitan city. Edinburgh's nice. Yeah. Aberdeen, Aberdeen up by the
2: North Sea. Big theater festival in uh, Edinburgh. Uh, Obviously, while you were out there, my wife performed there. On that, now the Loch Ness monster. There is also a very famous, the famous photo of this, right? The the sixty seven video for Bigfoot. Now there's this thing which it it starts to look like a dinosaur sticking out of the water, right?
0: It Looks a lot to me like Mark Spitz getting a fucking laugh. A, a little me. blue chew <laughs> doing <laughs> oh, the breaststroke, no, doing just, the backstroke. Yeah, just some kind of. Fight. It looks like some East woman. I don't know. But
2: there's. Th- th- Unlike Bigfoot, they're, they're, the government over there did a lot of um, of experimentation. Like they tested water to see if they could find the DNA uh, of any unusual organisms that might have lived in the water there. And, uh, and they found the Sinclair uh,
0: gasoline dinosaur <laughs> back when we were kids, or the Exxon Valdez uh, float. Do you remember? S- S- Do you remember Sinclair Gas? No, was that a spill? No, it was just it was, a, it was a brand of gas, but their uh, the, the sign was a uh, oh bro- the dinosaur logo, brontosaurus. Yes, yeah, I do.
2: Well, this dinosaur, Kevin, you should know, is called the plesiosaur. Uh, for God's sakes, and uh, you'll be happy to know there was no DNA of a plesiosaur or any such large animal found in Loch Ness. Um, so I guess that's been as close to debunked as it can. Why do we feel that this thing would still be alive anyway? You pointed that out with Bigfoot before. That photo, that famous photo, of that grainy photo of it sticking out of the water, was from like 1933 or some shit like that. Um, well, Have you ever been to Loch Ness? I, no, there? no. Yeah,
0: well, 34. If you, fucking, if, you if, it, if it's debunked and they're not selling that fucking t-shirts so and nobody's going there, so if there's still an
2: industry, right, for, for yeah. the uh, for the lock. It, it's
0: still messy. People want to buy a little stuff Nessie for their kid. And,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah, you know. I you know why 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 do fucking people let their kids sit in Santa's lap, especially knowing that Buck Z- Zunhof might be fucking. <laughs> In, in, in the Santa garb with, fucking, with, with a blue chew in his gut.
2: Now, the Yeti. The Yeti. Uh, now, I'm, of course, referring to the WCW Yeti, Ron Reese. Ooh, um, that was
0: that shit was real. That's real fucking.
2: I'm going to debunk this right now and say this was a wrestler named Ron Reese, trained by Big John Studd, uh, making his... Uh, his world championship wrestling appearance um, as the Yeti. His debut, He actually. almost
0: looks man-like with that fucking armpit hanging there.
2: Yeah, if, if you look closely, it almost resembles skin. Yeah. Through the mummy tape. N- nuts. Now the, okay now. Th- this Why is, the, is he a Yeti and I not a mummy? I was just gonna mummy. say a Yeti is a, is a hairy snow creature, right?
0: Right. What this guy looks like? A, like that's
2: that's what Scott and I jumped to. He he was chipped out of the block of ice, and uh, and he my, attacked my, Hogan.
0: My son.
2: Now this. Uh, those of you that are enjoying.
0: Look at how bad, how bad off, like, go back. Like, you couldn't even have put the motherfucker's <laughs> mouth, like, where his mouth is. Is he, like, it's really that far down?
2: No, that has to be. No, because
0: yeah. his eyes. Yeah, you can see his nose. You can see where the, the actual perforation of his lips are. And then they got this slit. It's like, it looks like somebody made a blow-up doll.
2: Yeah, something, something. There was definitely a wardrobe malfunction there in, uh. <laughs>
0: Fucking corporate malfunction
2: in the Yeti.
0: That place was a fucking shit show.
2: We'll talk more about this, Kevin, on Monday, the uh, twenty. Are we going to see some Yeti action? We're going to see some Yeti action oh, when we get together. Fuck yeah.
0: A, I'm going to drop ass. Monday, for the 27th
2: that. at 9 o'clock. Looks like he's got a watch along with Kevin. Looks
0: like he's got a blade in his hand.
2: He bladed his entire body. (laughs) You see that? He bladed his armpit,
0: uh, fucking forearm. So what? What what exactly is he a a burn victim? Is he? I've never seen a mummy that was, you know, that they had taken out. That was yeah. I just.
2: I don't know, but listen, we will we will go definitely into that took a, also.
0: Definitely took some kind of a fucking gunshot underneath that uh, underneath that left fucking uh, uh, the
2: armpit, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely definitely some kind of a wound there, Got shanked in a fucking
2: UK uh, pub. So those of you that want to see us cover that, plus Kev's first match. Flash 12, September 90, summer of 90. See, one of, one of
0: five matches that my, my tag team partner uh, participated in before he quit and left. And I got a mohawk and I have no tag team partner. You <sighs> motherfucker.
2: We'll have some fun with that on story a of my, that's
0: a That's a story of my life right there. I guess I could have got a fucking pedophile as a fucking partner,
2: though, with a boombox. You wouldn't want buck Zoom off in 90. <sighs> and uh, lastly, I, I would like to cite in our debunking of unexplained phenomena today, courtesy of the Biden balloons, the Amityville Horror House. Do you remember this film? It was, it was a book and a film. I think it was remade. James
0: Brolin was then, I think.
2: Yes. Uh, then,
0: uh, oh.
2: F- Margot Kidder. Was yeah, it Margot Kidder? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, Ryan Reynolds played the, uh, in the remake. In the remake, right in 2012 or something like that? Yeah. So the ha- the house is real.
0: Get out!
2: Amityville, Long Island. And the windows, that's what I remember is those, uh, there's probably yeah. a name for them, I don't know what you call them. They, they uh looked like fucking eyes at the top of the house. It was a very eerie looking. So there was a uh, a horrific event that occurred there uh, in yeah. uh, I believe they call it psychosis. 74. <laughs> Ronald DeFeo Jr. gunned down his parents and four siblings there um, on November 13th 1974. So he uh Kill six people there, and uh, there's some f- uh, pictures of them being let out. So the house uh, thereafter is bought by George and Kathy Lutz, and the book is based on their experience following the murders. And if you've seen the film, there's the you know doors closing and they get out, which um, th- the, they bug, the bugs, uh, the flies actually
0: spell that. Remember, they fucking materialize and, and say get out. That's
2: right. It was it was flies,
0: wasn't it? Yeah, yes. it was flies. The flies actually spell get out, which is, I mean, that alone is, is amazing.
2: Slime oozing from the ceilings. Never buy a house that looks like a barn. It does kind of resemble a barn. Though. It's yeah. good size. Good size. So the book is written, the film is made... And uh, years later, they confess that they sat down over, quote, a few bottles of wine with the person who penned the book and came up with all of this stuff. So this, the entire Amityville horror, other than the original horror, which was the murder of six people at the hands of the sun, for Christ's sake, <clears throat> Now appears everything uh, thereafter was a uh, carefully contrived...
0: Is there anything that left to believe in?
2: No, Kevin, and that's the point of all this, that everything's a fucking work. I say it all the time, and it's true. I'd love a little utra out there in the world to make me question my belief system, to make me think that there are things otherworldly or things I cannot touch.
0: See, in a world of 60 IQ people, you have to fucking, you have to dumb down everything. So that's what happened. They just, all, uh, used to be people would like sit around and, you know, drop mescaline and try to figure out the, uh, the wonders of the world. And now it's just like they hand out a couple of fucking coloring books and a fucking pack of those eight crayons and, well, There's not only life. that,
2: we're too cynical a society. I think. I think that's the largest part of it. We we all think everything's a work. And uh, right
0: before I left the house, this, this is exciting news: is they're um, they're going to subpoena Pence.
2: For which he'll take the fifth on everything.
0: No, I I I just. Um... That that I mean, you might as well just go ahead and push that to the Supreme Court because it falls it it, it falls under because he's wor- he's working as head of the Senate. You know, it falls under that, so he's covered. Who the fuck like, do we really give a fuck about this guy? That guy couldn't win the presidency if he was the only motherfucker running.
2: I just, if anybody, could have shown a little bit of balls and turned around after, you know, you had people on uh, January 6th that were going for him, too. It wasn't just fucking Pelosi and everybody else there.
0: Oh, they they, uh, they, he
2: they followed they, the rule of law and said, I can't overturn a fucking count, <sighs> moron. And, uh,
0: and I also can't have dinner on the road with anybody, but mama... <laughs> The that's nice. that motherfucker, man. That's who you have to speak in his cadence.
2: Oh, uh mm. jeez. Who was it on? Ed who does a good uh, uh, Saturday Night Live? Does a good. Uh, I do when I'm asleep. Fuck. I what do when I'm asleep. I, yeah, that
0: motherfucker, man. Jeez. Talking about fucking paint drying.
2: Yeah, but that's who Trump needed when you. you that has to be the counterpoint that you can't have anyone try to steal the spotlight. Good so luck. So you needed a, a, a wooden individual back there. He was, he was the perfect God, foil. He was... The perfect foil. for. for Do you
0: remember for... when they, they sent him to a couple of football games during the Kaepernick thing? And he, like, left at before halftime because of the whole, Cap, you know, Kaepernick taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he was like, you know, like, it's just, I can't take this. Yeah.
2: He was off to very, very important official business, probably.
0: Have you ever seen anybody with the fucking, like a mob chasing them move slower down the fucking stairs of a building than that stupid motherfucker? I
2: don't
0: know. (laughs) Except maybe Romney running the wrong way.
2: Uh, Or uh, Hawley skipping down the hallway. He was moving. There was there was the news for uh, Holly's for Pants,
0: Holly's huh? a good Holly's a good shitster.
2: Kevin, I'm very excited today because we welcome Harry's Razors. Ah. to click this, I have used Harry's Razors. I was happy to tell <clears throat> those in charge. Listen, I just want to say for a moment that the racket That the goddamn men's razor business, and I guess the women's razor business, too, is it's the same model as the printer, right? You buy the printer for your computer for almost nothing, and they just hammer you on toner. Well, that was exactly what was frustrating the hell out of me with my preferred razor at the time, and one of those other companies might have started with a G. And, uh, And buying the blades was ridiculously expensive. So I settled on Harry's after hearing about it, seeing I also liked I had the one with the orange handle, which I enjoyed very much. Um, and then maybe thought it was too obnoxious and went to a blue. but I, I think I, I still have it upstairs, the orange. If uh, when summer comes, if I want to add a little flair to my shaving routine, I felt I was being overcharged for razors, okay? It came down to cost, which is why I initially tried Harry's. and it did not disappoint on quality okay you can get a quality shave without the hassle and we are going to give you a three dollar harry's trial set so for three bucks only three bucks you're going to get the truman shave set which is normally fifteen dollars but listen even that price is phenomenal okay They have dozens of affordable items. It's not just the razors, okay? They're shaving creams, post-shave balm, body washes, hydrating lotions, even more. Their blades are made in their own factory in Germany, and they hold up better than ever. Guys who've tried it say that their eighth shave is as sharp as their first. And that's why they're cutting out the millman. okay? They make the razors. Uh, at their own factory. They cost as little as two bucks per blade. So get a quality razor you can depend on, and they're going to deliver it straight to your door. Here's what you need to do get a $15 Truman Shave trial set for $3 at harrys.com slash click. K L I Q. That's harrys.com slash K L I Q for your $3 travel set. I promise you will not be disappointed. The grip is very important to me, too. They have sleek, ergonomic weighted handles. They look great in the bathroom and they give you precise control with each swipe. Harrys.com slash click. Oh, thinking about those luscious steaks. I could, yeah, I could go with a little buddy Rich right now. Is the ribeyes
0: rib aren't um, oh, oh, I'm just saying that the ribeyes are yeah. not not fatty.
2: Just play, play it under our discussion. Yeah, a little bit,
0: Not fatty, right? Yeah, the ribeyes are, are, are like, you know, I really don't like ribeyes, but they were not, they weren't fatty at all. They were very tasty. Did you grill them
2: outside? Yeah. Give us a little buddy. Let's see that face. Let's see it, babe. Let's see that clam. I hope this is 14 minutes, Kevin. That's how much I'm enjoying this right now. Wasn't this Buck Zumhoff's entrance theme? Yes.
0: One symbol shot for every kid.
2: (laughs) All right, everyone. It is time for Ask Nash. perfect ask nash uh this is your way to get to talk to kev um hashtag
0: ask me about somebody i know fucking nothing about
2: (laughs) ask kev please next week send in more requests for what wrestler or what worker whatever the hell i called it um silver bullet asks you kevin uh he says you've discussed checks He gets for merchandise items, but I'm curious how the royalties are for video games nowadays. I know your last year, WWE uh, released an NWO Collector's Edition of their game. Did that lead to a bump in royalties? Yes. Okay. Well done. I saw the lineup, by the way, for the 2023 game what's it called uh where is it here i have it here somewhere the new game is called oh it's the it's the 2k uh 2k 23 wwe 2k 23 now you're on there as nash and diesel so are you are you, is your salary doubled and as, and as buddy rich maybe
0: And that's the thing is that i'm also going to go on as buddy rich this year
2: there's the list. There's like six hundred fucking wrestlers on this thing. Oh, I know that, that obviously diminishes your check, right? Yep. More people have to. It used to
0: be, it used to be very, very, you know, 40, 50 people. Yeah.
2: So, is there any increase because you're in there in two incarnations and maybe? It
0: yeah, but it, I mean, it's 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 a. That it used to be a, like a, a sixty thousand dollar gig if you made the video game. Uh-huh. Now it's, I don't know, maybe five, seven, something like that.
2: Oh, wow. All right. Sean Eng says When DDP rejected the NWO on Nitro, you went to hit him and he ducked. You went over the top rope. You landed on a table and flipped it toward the guardrail. Was anyone hurt in that moment? And uh, any other instances where a fan got hurt accidentally?
0: Uh, just to my feelings.
2: <laughs> You're emotionally damaged? My uh,
0: my feelings were hurt. I I went over so fast, I was trying to go through the table, but I couldn't, I just, so I had to do all I could to. But if the person would watch, I basically guided it down with me. It didn't go over, it wasn't like a fucking ND500 where the car goes up in the crowd, so.
2: So doing the right thing, taking care of everybody. Mark Caps. Speaking of historic buildings being gone, what memories do you have of the old Tiger Stadium? Were you there in nineteen eighty four when they won the series? And are there any more Bob Nash tales to be told? Um, hey, I, Mark's a big I, Bob I, Nash fan.
0: I think one of the one of the things that you never forget as a as a, as a child is the first time you go into a major league ballpark
2: with Buck Zumoff.
0: With Buck Zumoff is your is your. Uh, chaperone <laughs> yeah okay everybody we need to take a piss i'm good nope we need to take a piss nah, buck, buck i'm good get in the stall everybody Everybody in the same stall come in why does that guy have a boom box plenty There's of room in here so that you can't hear the kids scream um but we my dad took us to a uh a twinight uh doubleheader against the minnesota uh, twins and man, just I, I'd never seen grass that green, and just he got us box seats right on the third baseline. The guy comes and puts a little cover in the old Tiger Stadium. Where he, he put the little uh, fabric cover over your seats, and that was a. that was. And I mean, of course, me and my brother both have our mitts. Like you, when you remember when you he were catch lit, a foul ball? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna, you, you know, you're gonna fight. I mean. <laughs> Who doesn't catch a foul ball? Me, never. But uh, I think my brother's got one. But my brother goes. To, my brother. My brother was. Is, I think has actually sat on the bleachers just to get a ball. Can we run down the kid? You know, push him and get the ball.
2: I um. I'm, I'm not a baseball fan at all. It's it's far too slow and there's too many games. Just, I just can't deal. I but think
0: we. I think during the 33 episodes we've done. We've covered this. Yeah.
2: Now, I, though, had a unique opportunity to accompany someone, a sports writer who was blind, who used to write for Yankees magazine. Ed Lucas is his name. Um, I was friends with his son in college, and he was like, I can't take my dad to the game this weekend. Will you go and, like, shoot some footage? He's got to pick up some memorabilia that they're going to sign, that they're going to auction off. He ran a school for the blind. And uh, I was like, yeah, I guess. So is this, it. hold on. So his dad wrote about
0: the Yankees, and he was blind.
2: This is an amazing story. Derek Jeter actually optioned his life story to try and turn it to a movie. Yes, he was. He was hit by a ball in Little League, so baseball actually blinded him in one eye, and then the other eye lost sight because it was overworking to compensate. And um, so he would write. About the games by by listening to the games, and he became a staple in the Yankees. Everyone knew him in the the organization and everything. And Ed would go to the games, and I'd have to walk him around. So now I'm not a baseball fan, but but I know there's something cool going on here. When he's like he's like I gotta find strawberry. Walk me downstairs. Go to this elevator. Like he would know like ten steps this way. Whatever. See the elevator over there. Take that down. Hit this button. And so he's got all access. So before the game, I'm standing on the field in Yankee Stadium. Waiting for Strawberry to be done with batting practice and come over and, and give the bat and do a thing on the video. And I remember standing there, and taking a moment to look around and, and go, I think, I think this is where like Babe Ruth played, right? This should be historic that I'm standing on this grass. And it was no big deal to me. And I felt it should have been. Went in the locker rooms, and I'll tell you one cool thing. We go in the locker room, and he's got to find Andy Pettit who has something for him, a bowl or something. So we go in. He's like, go in. And I'm walking around. There's, there's man ass everywhere. So everyone just walks around the the, the, the locker room. So he, we're walking down. He's like, keep going, keep going. He's like, now stop. He's blind now. He goes, look over there to the to the left. I said, yeah, it's um, someone's locker. There's, there's equipment in it. He goes, look at the locker. I said, yeah. I said, there's equipment in it. There's like dirt on the equipment. And then I look, it's Thurman Munson's locker. They left it as it was the last game he played before he died. So, like, the, um, the pads are in there with, like, mud on them and the, the hat. And it was, like, left as it was that day. I thought that was. Yeah, I've I, I never heard that, that story before. Very cool. Uh, Mitch, thanks for the great podcast, Kevin Sean Nash. How did you meet Mrs. Nash? How did you know she was the one? And what are the best signs to look for in a great woman? Well, you, you, you don't know they're a
0: great woman until after 35 years later and they're still putting up with your shit. Uh, we met at a gym. She didn't like me. I was a musclehead. Um, she was a school teacher. Oh, she was going, you know, she's an education major going to college. Um,. I wore her down. I actually asked her if she wanted to go to lunch, and I took her the, I've, I've, I think I've told this story on this before, I took her to Mo, Monet, was at the uh, at the High Museum, which is the art museum in Atlanta. I took her to Monet. They were showing water lilies and the House of Parliament, uh, both. And uh, she was like, wow, like, okay, maybe this guy has a little bit more,
2: you know, what I she said, think you were your big dumb jock? You didn't you weren't cultured.
0: I think the fact that I was carrying a boombox
2: was the tip off. Yeah, she just she thought maybe you know I, I could be a pedophile. So I, I don't know. And you had the moniker Rock or Kev Rock and Roll Nash. <laughs> so that didn't bowl her over. circa nineteen. What year are we talking here? Eighty
0: nine, ninety? Oh shit! I got married in. 80, we got married. I got married in eighty eight. So it's probably eighty seven. Eighty seven.
2: All right. the uh, Schnavitz III. Fennam Schnavitz third. Kev, who's a better rebounder basketball player, Rodman or Barkley? Show is better than ever. Can't imagine how much I appreciate Monday morning content when I'm on the road in a rig. Thanks to you and Sean so much. Go ahead.
0: But I, Well, I mean,
2: if I had to pick between
0: those two guys, I, I don't think I'm giving up enough in rebounding to take Rodman over the overall play I'm going to get from Barkley. Mm. Barkley was a fucking beast. People forget how fucking great Charles Barkley is. I mean, he was – and he was only maybe 6'5", maybe 6'5".
2: But so Rodman's weakness on offense was enough not to – I mean – There was no
0: way that fucking Rodman would ever score 50 points in a game. And no. I, you know, and, and Barkley had that capability on any given night.
2: But the worm was
0: grabbing double-digit boards every night. Well, shit, I bet you Barkley fucking what, – what's Barkley's career stats? Let's get, Let's get a, us, get a career average, car- on, career average
2: on, on, on points and, and rebounds for Barkley. Uh, While we do that, I will tell you that Christopher Cornett would like to know. uh, He said, I know I've heard real Kevin Nash's thoughts on chops and on the chop and on the chop punch combo. But what are your and Sean's thoughts on the chop clothesline combo? Personally, I don't understand the point of the chop. Just hit the clothesline. I I concur. So here's here's some video of it. It's it's pretty well executed, I guess, for a chop clothesline combo.
0: She doesn't sell the chop because she's waiting for the clothesline, right? Because she has to fucking she has to fucking flat back on the so there's no upper body movement whatsoever on the chop. Correct. And she's because she's got a weight to fucking snap bump on the fucking clothesline, and she doesn't do that with a shit either. She's her feet never like her feet leave the ground when she's almost perpendicular. Right, got it. A girl can't work. Neither of them can work with a fuck. And the
2: clothesline is that's a forearm, is what that is. There should be some shoulder yeah. in that too, I assume. Now, eleven point seven rebounds for Charles that's fucking no, very what, what respectable see
0: 23.9 probably
2: let's see uh, when we get Rodman up there working on Rodman uh, gambling guru 22.35 can you guys do an episode about the shitty food Vince would give you like those delicious sandwiches he wants a whole show on it 13.1 for Rodman so not, not much of a difference Yeah, then look at the difference in points. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Barkley's definitely the way to go. Whoever wrote that article couldn't spell rebounds.
0: 22 points and 11 rebounds and and four assists. He is one of four players that have 20,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 4,000 assists. So I think that pretty much cements – I don't know shit about much but fuck I know basketball. <laughs> um
2: so grab that Maybe uh, that's what what,
0: Maybe that that's what when we get to fucking March March Madness, we get to the fucking the, the tournament. We're going to have some fun people. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: I we'll love get, me some uh, we'll fucking ma- I, I think fun. March I think March Madness is the is is by far the 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 greatest uh
2: you know sporting event of all time i agree and as far as like uh organized tournaments i think usually i feel anyway and i'm just a casual fan i never played outside of school but um the 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 seeding and the rankings always seem to be very very accurate Mm -hmm. very very well done and, yeah, um, the the, the, amount
0: of, the amount of times that a 16 seed has beat a one seed, I want to think it's either one or two times. And, right. and, it's, and it's been in the last 10 years. I mean, it's just like there's so much parity in, in college basketball. This is the thing that I, I, I want to ask the people out there. So when I was playing basketball, there was this – the legend of like helicopter, whatever the fuck his name was – he played out in the Rutger leagues, and he could fucking touch the top of the backboard. I look on Instagram now, and there's like sophomores in high school that are fucking having to fucking like duck underneath the backboard when they dunk. And is does everybody just have incredible hops now? Like what the fuck did they? Did they drop the rim to nine feet, and I don't know about it. I mean, I watch these fucking highlights on Instagram. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is this fucking, is this Nerf? It's unbelievable, man.
2: I don't know. Uh, Herman
0: Helicopter Knowings. said he could fucking, what was it, uh, put a quarter on top of the backboard and leave change or some shit. That was his claim to fame.
2: I don't know. Do, do you feel there are more? There's more height now. There are more players getting above the rim now than there were. Jeez. Now, I mean, stylistically, it, it wasn't played that that way. No, I mean, I mean, no. Dr. J, and you see the. Well, fans I,
0: if, if you really look at it, I mean, the game. If somebody would have told me when when I was playing college basketball that you would post up a big man and get the ball to him six feet from the goal, and his First instinct was to to fucking pivot and not take the six foot shot, but to sh- throw it to the opposite corner where the fucking defense had rotated to give the wide open three point shot mm-hmm. because of course three is more than two. And I would I would play Tristan and NBA Live and, and, and you know all all the different games. And I would pound it down his fucking throat. I mean, I post? would in the post. Yeah, I'd fucking I'd have I'd take two seven footers and a decent point guard that could shoot a little bit just to get him. In, and he would get so pissed because he would just he'd have fucking you know all shooters and he'd bomb bomb bomb. And I'd always have fucking after the, after my 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 big guys. I'd I'd, t- I'd pick like Matt Barnes and put Matt Barnes on one, whoever his best score was. And just defense the shit out of him and, you know. And he, I'd beat him and he'd be like, fuck it, this just sucks, Dad. I don't want to play basketball with you. I'd be like, all right. But Madden, I suck at. Because I still want, to me, to, I, I, I grew up in that era, man. It's like, I, I have to run for 100. So, somebody's got to have 100 yards rushing on my team or I'm, or I'm pissed.
2: You're grinding it out in Madden. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I, it is time for me to remind everyone that Click This is a production of... and you hear a bell, and angel got its wings. Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Ash, and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Tristan Nash. Can Copyright. I give some
0: love? This is my... 2023? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is my... That makes all the noise, but this is my G Code Nutrition. This is a company that's been uh, really, really good to me. Tristan ha- uh, was a G Code guy, and uh, every night when I'm down here, I'm drinking some kind of concoction from G Code. They make
2: some some great products, so and that's great. They should buy some. They should buy some time on our show.
0: Well, G Code. If they wanted to, I'd be more happy. You
2: just put the tip in. Let's see yeah, what I just, happens.
0: Yeah. I'm just saying they're 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 a great company, and uh, that, that, that's it.
2: How's Jack Knife doing?
0: Jack, okay. So, uh, thank you so much for bringing that up. Okay. Okay, United States of America. That's where we are. Everybody wants legalized cannabis and they want recreational. Our federal government in their wiseness who decides not to fucking tax anybody in this fucking country, nobody. I mean, fucking Amazon, fuck no, we're not taxing you. But if you sell cannabis, Motherfuckers, you're paying thirty-five percent to the man off the top. Mm. So what you're doing is, is you're taking an industry that has very little profit margin if you do it right, because you're and on top of it, it's agriculture. You have crops that don't fucking yield as well. You've got sometimes you have problems drying out the plants.
2: There's a lot of waste, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, you, you think you, you that's think all A bud and you're getting A, B, and C bud and that C bud is getting ground up and putting it into hand rolls and everything else and the cartel ain't taking 35% off the top. They're pushing the shit across our border and it's cheaper for our fucking people to buy their fucking garbage than it is to buy quality fucking cannabis from your local fucking legalized, tax-paying fucking producers. So everybody out there that's in the House, Senate, especially you, Joe Biden, you fucking anti-cannabis motherfucker, get on the fucking stick, make it 15%, fucking so these guys can make a profit so we can keep this fucking illegal shit, out of our fucking compa- out of our country, and so my company can make some fucking money, so I can make some goddamn money.
2: Please. Paid for by Nashville President. Kev,
0: okay, we doing another one next week? Fuck yeah! Until I get this fucking tax break on my fucking canvas.
2: <laughs> we'll start the push, and uh, you guys join us. Uh, in two nights, Wednesday night, live audience for the taping. We'll also have fucking uh, Zumoff's
0: fucking. Uh, Fuck! Commiss- Buck B- B- Zumoff's commentary number so you guys can send him some fucking Ritz crackers. Because you know that fucking pedophile ain't fucking roaming outside of his fucking Oof. protective fucking custody. It's a rough life in there. Ugh. For those short eyes. <laughs> you, boy. Buddy, play us
2: out. Where is he?
0: (laughs) At the back of fucking Buck's ass right now is fucking some flies
2: saying, get out.